Why do you love it so much? I think if you own your own business, you have to be prepared to take risks. Being a woman doesn't hold you back from achieving success. Yep, so if you're struggling, just stop and pause and, and really reflect on why am I struggling here. But I've also worked really hard and telling me it's luck, I think, just takes away some of that recognition of the hard work. One last question. Welcome to Tea with the Queen, a show where I talk with some of my favourite go-getters, inspiring and courageous women in leadership and business. I'm your host, Emma McQueen. I'm a business coach, executive coach, author and speaker. And for 20 years, I've been working with women to unlock their potential and get paid their worth while doing work they love. After years working in sales, marketing and event management for some big names in Australia and the UK, Sarah Boroviak decided to make her own stamp on the world of brand development and marketing. In 2014, she launched her own company, Inca Creative. She had an inkling that her creative agency could support other businesses with her own marketing endeavours and offer a positive and lasting impact at the same time. It's not all that Sarah does. She's also a committee member of her local city council and board member of the Williamstown Football Club, part of the Victorian Football League. Not only is she a passionate supporter of local communities, her participation is also good for business. Clever cookie. First, I asked her to take me back to the time when she was in London, where she had a role as the marketing and events manager at the National Geographic store in Regent Street of all places, the heart of London. How cool is that? It was very cool. I think the thing that I got out of it the most was probably working on these incredible partnerships. I got to sort of help facilitate partnerships between amazing organisations like the British Museum, the Royal Academy of Arts, and then a whole bunch of other sort of tourism bodies like Peru Tourism, that kind of thing. And apart from that, I got to work with some amazing people. Like I got to meet some very incredible people, sort of, you know, these famous explorers and famous photographers. And, and yeah, I got to meet Jane Goodall, who is the um, amazing world-famous expert on chimpanzees. She lived with them in the wild for quite some time and it was so in- incredible to be able to meet somebody like her. My office or the, where, where we were was right on Regent Street and if anyone's been to London, the Regent Street's this most prestigious, beautiful street and I got I got so lucky. Everybody else was sort of in a different spot. In um, their, their offices were in a different spot to me. I somehow, this girl from Australia who just arrived, got to have this amazing office overlooking Regent Street and that was very cool. <laughs> That's cool. And if anyone plays Monopoly, they would know Regent Street very well. <laughs> very true. I just played Monopoly on the weekend, actually, and I hadn't played it for a long time. It was the first time I won. So oh, there you good go. job. That's <laughs> I know it's a bit sad that I've never won before. <laughs> well, actually, I feel like Monopoly is the game that never freaking ends. Well, that's like, right. Um, I think that's more the reason, right? That's yeah. why I didn't win because I just, we, we gave up. <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, the first thing you were talking about was connecting different people together, and then that's the bit you love about your marketing and events manager role. So there must be a strength in there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you were the marketing communications manager at the park hired. I was, yeah. I reckon that would be a stressful job. Yeah, it was very, very fast-paced. I guess anything in hotels, hospitality, tourism typically is, I guess, 
hasn't been as much lately. But um, yeah, it's um, definitely it definitely a fast paced role. I got to do some really interesting things though. Um, when you're sort of looking after the marketing and you know all the communications and you know any kind of PR activity that's happening for a hotel, there's lots of sort of I had a lot of internal clients, which I guess is sort of where I I guess got that love for kind of working with different sort of stakeholders and so there was a spa there was the restaurant there was a tea lounge there's obviously the hotel rooms themselves there's um, weddings and conferences and so my job was to look after each of those directors of of each of those departments and come up with kind of strategies for, for getting the hotel out there but um it was definitely interesting and, you know, got to put on some great events like fashion events and Melbourne Food and Wine Festival events and, again, lots of partnerships and that kind of thing were involved with that. So, you know, getting on board different, yeah, brand partners and, and, and that kind of thing to help them grow. I also got to um, meet some really cool celebrities and that sort of, of thing, <laughs> which is very fun. And, you know, it was also responsible for, like, the press trips and travel bloggers and looking after them and, showing them around and that kind of thing as well so yeah but it was lots of hard work as well and lots of lots of hours but it was good amazing so much experience so why did you start Inca Creative so just before so I was working at the Park Hyatt Hotel then and it was pretty corporate it was a pretty corporate sort of role with um had to sort of don the black suit and <laughs> um, and do things a certain way, which was really good learning for me because I'm there was I'm a very strict brand guidelines, which is something I learned very well from there as to sort of how to adhere to and make sure I championed at all times. But you know, I felt like there was something else out there for me. I kind of in all my roles, I worked very hard and was definitely determined to sort of always do this really great job for whatever I was working on and I kind of felt like you know I started to meet some really interesting people um, through these partnerships for these events that I was putting together and I was like oh they seem cool (laughs) these people seem really interesting they feel a little bit more like my people Um, yeah so I was kind of getting to meet these interesting people and I was like okay a lot of small businesses I'd noticed were out there and you know I had those internal stakeholders at Park Hyatt and so I was kind of used to sort of dealing with my own clients in a way and previous life you know I'd worked in events and um, I had clients and worked in sales and that kind of thing so I knew how to like do all of bringing in working with people working with clients it's not it wasn't a new thing for me so I thought to myself maybe what what have I got to lose? Maybe I should start, you know, my own business. And I didn't really know exactly what it was going to be at the time. I kind of had this dream that it might be this. I did actually do this weird kind of wake up at five o'clock in the morning one day with this like thing, like, oh my God, I'm going to have this agency with, you know, amazing people walking, working for me. And we're going to go down and grab, you know, coffees together and do these really creative meetings. (laughs) And I don't know, that was just my random dream, literally a dream. Um, so I kind of thought, well, let's aim for that. And I quit my job and I wanted to, yeah, I just guess I wanted to help businesses and brands to be able to be, to just do a better job of like like presenting themselves because I think that that was something I always had a knack for, of being able to see what looked good and sounded good and that kind of thing. Perfect. So what do you do and who do you help? 
basically we sort of help to transform brands as our businesses into amazing brands. So basically we love, you know, exploring brands and getting to understand businesses and sort of what makes a business unique. And so basically with creative strategy, we're sort of, we help businesses sound better, look better and feel better and connect with their audience better. So do the, the businesses that come to you know that they need a bit of a zhuzh or are they yes. like, yeah, they know, okay. Well, sometimes, not all the time. So people come to us at all different stages. They've been in business for a little while. They're looking to refresh. They're kind of thinking this isn't feeling like us anymore. We're getting the wrong kind of customers. Yeah, okay. People are confused. Often people are saying, oh, look, our customers are confused. I've got all these offerings. I don't know how to present it to the world. And so we kind of help them work that out. And often they think they want one thing and then we tell them actually probably need this. But, you know, it all starts out with a strategy and helping to understand like the foundations of their brand and their business and where they're headed and who their audience is and and all of that kind of thing. And then once we do create that strategy for the brand, we then help them implement that through creative direction. And so the strategy informs the creative direction. The creative direction is, you know, on everything from sort of words to design to photography to implementing, like creating a website to present all of that. So that's our process. And our two main areas, we used to try and sort of do everything yeah. for brands. The and trap. That's the trap, isn't it? It is, it yeah. is. So sort of the work that we do now is really focused around brand and creative direction and strategy. So that's that's our core area these days. And outside of Inca, you've always been quite involved with your community. You're on the board of a VFL club and you're a state ambassador for the League of Extraordinary Women. That would make you extra extraordinary, <laughs> wouldn't it, really? <laughs> Can you tell me about those two roles? Yeah. So, look, being part of the League was actually really important when I started my business. I first turned up to one of their sort of breakfast meetup events and I was so nervous. Oh, yeah, I was super nervous. I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? I don't know anything. I've just started my business like a couple of weeks ago. You know, I'm just going to go in there. But, no, I've just got to go. Just, you know, I, I turned up and I just didn't know sort of who to talk to, where to stand, what to do with my hands, you know, all of that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I thought, no, I'm going to talk to the people at the door. (laughs) Great idea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And luckily it was an intimate sort of like people were all close together (laughs) um, at this one. Um, It wasn't kind of like a big space because I think that sometimes can be more intimidating. And I started talking to them and I said, um, I don't know if it was that first time or the long after that, but I basically said, oh, if you ever need any help with anything, I'd be happy to volunteer um, and so I ended up just volunteering and helping on some of their events, like sort of checking people in at the door. And I ended up joining like a subcommittee and then the role for the ambassador was coming up. They sort of said, oh, would you like to apply for it? And, um, I was kind of, yeah, I sort of was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not too sure, but yeah, I just did it because, you know, it's a pretty good opportunity and yeah, I got to host events for a couple of years so sort of emceed them and I organized helped organize some of the events as well and um, there were meetups for business owners if you don't already know (laughs) and that was great I got to because I was the person that checked people in at the door (laughs) and I was the person that welcomed everybody I had a really good excuse to go up to everyone and talk to them totally I love it (laughs) so so good for my business because everybody well you know lots of people ended up knowing who I was yeah yeah and I great positioning 
Yeah. So I definitely recommend that to anyone listening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's just to going to going to events or getting involved with things, because if you do, yeah, it sort of gets you a way to feel a little bit more comfortable and and part of it. So as for the directorship on the board, um, so it's the board of the Williamstown VFL Football Club. I've basically always had a bit of a connection to football and love my local community and, and that kind of thing. And it's been a really great opportunity for me to learn a lot about, you know, it's really a well-governed club and it's incredibly run and I'm really enjoying being part of, I guess, learning and being able to make a difference as well. And, you know, there's some incredible directors that I'm in company with on that board. So it's we're actually making sort of really big decisions often and it affects the community, affects, you know, sport is so important to to the community. And so, yeah, I, I guess I've really, yeah, really enjoyed, you know, being able to give back and be part of that. I love, what I love is your comment about it's a really well-governed board because having sat on more boards myself and I went through the Australian Institute for Company Directors course a number of years ago and so I've had a few directorships over my time and the amount of boards that aren't well-governed <laughs> are incredible. So you got to hold on to that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you also, what strikes me is everything that you do from all the questions I've asked, you're like, basically it's about connecting with people, being the conduit to connect other people, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is just lovely. But you're so incredibly humble. And so people wouldn't know that about you just from meeting you, right? So sometimes... You have to come on a podcast so that people get to know you a bit better. <laughs> Tell it's me. nice to reflect, actually. Yeah, Thank you've you. come a long way. It's amazing. <laughs> is, there, is there a well-known company that we would know which is a good example of good brand? Yeah, definitely. There's some really amazing ones out there. I think one that I really love that stands out to me is who gives a crap, (laughs) the toilet paper company, because they've really revolutionised something that's a little bit boring, right? Well, very boring. (laughs) And they have made it so exciting with their incredible visual designs, with with their social responsibility side of their business and just the language that they use, even, uh, you know, from, from the emails that you get ordering from them right through to their social media captions through to the packaging on their deliveries. The brand is throughout and they use really cute, cheeky language and it's really, it's funny and it's cool and it's consistent. So that's the, that's the key. How, um, how do you make your brand memorable? What tips might you have for people? So it all comes down to sort of making it more meaningful thinking about what impact you want to make and kind of, I guess, really understanding who your audience is as well. And I think that that is something that sounds really obvious, but it sort of sometimes gets forgotten or it's a bit loose. So definitely understanding your audience and then kind of directing everything so that it actually is, you know, thinking about them at all times. It's also about keeping consistent and having your own having your own unique personality. So having a set of values, points of difference, language style, visual identity, because if you have all of these things that are uniquely you, not trying to be like anybody else, that are really 
at the core what you stand for, then your customers are just going to be able to connect with you on a much deeper level and they're going to understand you, they're going to love you more, they're going to, they're going to want to be with you. So that's how you make it memorable is you do things that are going to make you stand out and that are genuinely you. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of comments about the Emma McQueen branding and um, I had someone message me the other day on LinkedIn. She said, oh, can you coach me on branding? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and she's like, but your branding's so amazing. I'm like, well, I like the color pink <laughs> uh, and I show up consistently. So I ended up having a conversation with her because uh, what had happened is she had hired someone to help her with her branding and she was unhappy with it. And I said, I'm not a branding coach. That's just not my lane, right? I, I, can, I can give you names and I can give you different people to talk to, but that's just not me. I can tell you how I did it. And I think there is definite science to it. I didn't tap into the science. I just kind of went, what do I like? And is that consistent for me showing up? And of course, we've got brand values and all that kind of stuff and a brand style guide now we're a few years in. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's interesting how people see a brand and they they automatically think, okay, well, that's how they've been from the start. But I think a lot of brands just have to evolve. Like I had no idea when I first started. No, of course. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, often people come to us like at every stage, but it could be like one year, two years, you know, and people think, oh, it's a waste because of what I did before. It's not really like you didn't know what you were, you know, what you're all about as much then. And if you change that because you've got more of an idea of what you're trying to say, what you're trying to achieve and who you're trying to talk to, that's okay. You know, you don't want to waste any more time just by just, you know, keeping it like that because that's something that you've had in the past. And definitely it evolves. And the thing that you said about consistency is definitely a huge a huge thing because people will get confused otherwise. If you look different on your Instagram to what you look like on your website or if the words are sounding a little bit foreign to what kind of language you use in just a personal one-on-one email or even a conversation, I mean, that's all part of brand. It's not just about visuals. It's, you know, it's about the words you use and your values and it's about your personality and everything along that goes along with that so yeah totally totally and I think and it's when I talk to clients as well you know we talk about I want to service everyone I'm like well who is everyone who are you going to pick up the phone to who's everyone and I ask them to really niche down and just get uh, clear on them what their target market is and I always say to them it's just for now if it doesn't work it's not forever it's just for now and I kind of feel like that about your brand like you might just like it for a year and then you might want to move on I get bored really quickly so the main <laughs> yeah. branding of Emma McQueen remains the same but you'll see me change every six months because I just get bored I like fresh but it's still within the brand guidelines that we've got but it's really interesting to me that people don't like to commit to that thing because they're nervous that they have to let everything else go absolutely yeah evolution is key to anything right like if you stay the same, you're going to get the same. And I think, like you said, keeping to the guidelines, you know, really not deviating from who you're talking to unless things have changed, of course, but sort of really keeping that at the forefront. But then you can change things. It's okay to add something or remove something as you go as long as there's a strategy behind it. And, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think we have to all be open to that for sure. Yeah, totally. And looking back over the last seven years since you started Inca, what have you learned for those people that are listening? You know, have you got any tips or have you got anything? So oh, I wish I'd done that differently. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, you said it before. I am, you know, a lot about collaborating and that has definitely been a big thing for me, whether it was just it might be like a partner agency, whether it be a freelancer that I use, whether it be getting other businesses 
together to create a course, which which I've recently done. Yeah, it's amazing too. Thank you. You know, or, or whether it be brand partnerships, so like sort of, you know, getting together and, and working with people that are aligned with what you believe in and working with them to sort of for, for a combined good for both of you. So that kind of thing is good. That's definitely been important. And, yeah, sometimes doing things that seem a bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's definitely something that if you just push yourself that little bit, it's been always very valuable for me. Aside from that, I think it's around like if you are going to kind of have a team or anything like that in your business and I think it's sort of getting people on board that obviously align with you but in terms of values but also that bring different skills and knowledge and experience. I mean a lot of people said that. I heard a lot of people saying that when I started my business on stage speaking at events saying things like this and I was like okay that sounds like a really good thing to do. I'm going to do that. I'm going to just hire like really great people and just try and do whatever I can to get like awesome people and not have to be the sort of the smartest person on every topic. And I, you know, I heard that and I know that's an old saying, but I did do that and it worked for me for sure. Yeah. So hiring someone who has different strengths to you to round it out. Yeah. And then when you do hire them, nurture them, sort of like allow them to be themselves and find, you know, follow their passions, both work passions and outside of work passions, because that's going to be really great for your um for the feeling that they have with working in your business. And then also it's just nice to be supportive, right, and to, to sort of know people beyond just what they do at work. So I think that that was a definite one for me, biggest lessons there. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I mean, you're so kind. Like, um, And I love your socials and I love what I love about your socials is that you're really walking the walk, right? So how you turn up on socials and your reels and all that kind of stuff is how you are in real life and I love that. Uh, thank you. Thanks. That's nice to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to get the feedback, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it is. It's nice. I mean, yeah, you've kind of just got to put things out there and, and yeah, you've got to feel comfortable with it and you've got to feel like that's you and don't put anything out there Um that you just feel uncomfortable with and yeah it's, it's all about feeling genuine and sharing things it, like sometimes it can be hard to share things I'll just say that sometimes it can be hard to share things you don't have to be sharing like your deepest darkest secrets I know some people do that and that's fine and that's no problems at all but I feel like you do what feels right for you and then that's going to be always on brand yeah right oh that's a good lesson you just do what feels right for you and that's always going to be on brand Mm, oh I love that (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much it's been lovely talking to you thank you for your tips and um, we wish you every continued success with income thank you so much Emma it's been lovely as usual chatting to you so yeah I appreciate your time (laughs) oh thank you Sarah that's awesome that's it for this episode of tea with the queen if you love this episode let me know I would love to hear from you and you're very welcome to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to contact me directly, all my details are at my website, emmamcqueen.com.au. I look forward to your company next episode. I'm Emma McQueen. Thanks for listening.